you know, I get quite annoyed when I message you and you don't really reply. And yes, like, she's, oh, I don't read she's your that annoying sister no. that needs to... Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dive Deep with Dush. I hope you're all doing really well. Today's a special episode because I have with me a family member. Yes, this is the first time I'm going to have someone from my family on this show and it's going to be my oldest sister. So without further ado, I introduce you to Nikki. Nikki, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Dush. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. <laughs> <laughs> this is really strange, isn't it? <laughs> This is going to be really cool because I'm literally going to have an open conversation with my sister. Just to give you a little bit of background information, my sister is a little bit older than me, so I'm hoping... I'm that... not that much older, okay? okay? not that much older. <laughs> so the responses should be a little bit wiser, I would hope, coming from you. A, a teeny tiny bit, okay? A teeny tiny bit. We'll do our best. Okay, we'll do our best. Yeah. Okay, so the first question I actually want to ask you is um, do we as siblings share a functional relationship? I've always wondered this because from the outside picture, I think people look at us and they think that we're really close and we're really in sync with each other and life is all hunky-dory. But, but like, I just want to know, is this, is this like normal or not? <laughs> I think we're normal for who we are. So obviously because you've said I'm older you know, quite a few times. Um, But yeah, so the difference between you and uh, me is, what, about six years in a bit? And um, I guess when we were younger, um, the difference seemed huge. And we wouldn't, we weren't necessarily close. You know, I found you to be that annoying younger brother. But now we get on well, we've been traveling, you know, all that stuff it is what it is it's what people see there's nothing really different in how we are than what we portray to the world really is that i mean would you say we're close I and mean, how would you how would you say yeah i would say we're close yeah i would i mean if i wanted to ask you something or if there was something urgent that needed to be done or i just needed to speak to you i know i can call you and it'd be quite straightforward and you'd be very welcoming and very homely and you try and help me the best that you can and like in terms of a sibling relationship that's pretty much what you want that you mm-hmm. have someone to rely on someone who can kind of guide you or help you or just listen to you mm-hmm. um, so I think in terms of that bond we definitely have that some people think being close is where you're you know in each other's pockets all the time and you know you speak every day I mean I wouldn't say we speak every day sometimes we go weeks where we haven't really spoken but then if you know I've got something that I want to talk to you about or you know something important or you know we just pick up the phone and we have a code don't we where if I, I message you you know I get quite annoyed when I message you and you don't really reply yes like, oh, I don't read she's your that annoying sister no. that needs to uh, as soon as she sends you a message you have no, to no, acknowledge no, no, it no. and reply I, back and sometimes I hardly ever. And if she sends a picture, especially a picture of her child, Mm -hmm. you have to reply back with emojis and fire emojis and like uh, smileys and everything. And be like, oh my God, she looks so adorable. No, no, no. But but (laughs) jokes aside, we do have a code where messages, yeah, you know, great, whatever. But if we call each other, then we have to pick up. Like if I have a missed call from you, I know that I've got to call you back. It's one of those things. And I'd hope... 
I think you have the same understanding of this code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's like a, if you, if you snooze, you lose sort of uh, <laughs> <laughs> scenarios as well. So for example, I think I called you this this weekend. And uh, did you pick up the first ring? You didn't. You didn't. You no. didn't pick up the first time. You picked up. You called me back. We picked up the second ah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was basically at an Indian supermarket, right? An Indian cash and curry or whatever. You, what cash and curry? Cash and carry. Cash and, cash <laughs> and curry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to visit one of those cash and curry places. But you can get curry at cash and carry. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I was at a cash and carry and uh, I just called my mum. I was there by complete randomness. So I thought I'd call my mum and be like, do you want anything specific? I'll pick it up for you. And my mum came back with, no, I'll just pick up, you know, one or two things. So I thought I'd call my sister and be like, hey, I'm here. Do you want something? So she didn't pick up. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. She missed, she missed the vote. But then she rang me back, right? <laughs> and then she gave me like this incredible <laughs> list. I want a kilo of this. No, 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 no. Well, do you on. think flour comes in 100 grams? <laughs> it comes in a kilo, two and a half or five. Vajra flour. <laughs> Have you got that? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got oh, it. Good, good, good. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Don't say I never do anything for you, okay? <laughs> anyway, so moving on, I want to ask you, just, just, just for my own benefit here, what's your lasting memory of me? Um... When I look at you, or when I think about your when you think your, about perso- me. your persona, I think that um, it's strange because um, the what I think about you over the years has obviously changed and it's obviously evolved. Um, when you were studying and you know going through your exams and everything, and you know your mom and dad used to be like, "You've got to do well," and you know, "Does you got to do well?" and all this. And I used to secretly think, you know, is he going to do well? I wonder what you know what he's going to come out <laughs> with. And then suddenly, you know, you started studying engineering and, and I was like, wow, you know, how does, how, you know, and I saw a few of your textbooks and I flicked through them and I was thinking, my little brother that couldn't tie his shoelaces <laughs> knows now how to read these mechanical engineering, you know, books. And, and then you, you know, not only did you read these books, you did really well in your, you know, degree and everything. And so I guess my perception of you changed. But yeah, 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 you're doing that sort of path to progression sort of gesture to me, you know. You've reached the ranks. Leveled up. Leveled up, yeah. upgraded. Yep, exactly. So I guess what I think of you now is that if you set out to do something, you you go for it and... I guess from the conversations that we've had, you know, in the last few years, if you set your mind to something, you're going to go for it and you're going to give it your all and you potentially won't rest until until you've achieved it. I guess there's that sort of outside perception of you as well, you know, when people look at your Instagram and I, I'm not on Instagram, so I have no idea. And my friends and everyone, they're like, oh, your brother, he's amazing. He does all this traveling, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, I guess, I guess he does. You know, you you have a following and, you know, all this. And so, you know, again, that's the side to you that, um, you know, you want to do something. You want to go somewhere, you want to travel somewhere, and, and you sort of just get up and do it, really. Sometimes, even if it means traveling on your own, which I haven't yet done. I mean, obviously, for work and everything, you have to, but, you know, you go for pleasure. You, you know, you travel on your own, which I think is I think great. these are the pitfalls of social media and Instagram, right? Because... People look at these images and these are the things that I post and they think that's my normal life. 
So every single day I'm either jet setting or I'm in a nice restaurant or a cafe or, you know, I'm having incredible food or I'm climbing this mountain. Uh, but lo and behold, <laughs> life is not really like this. <laughs> <laughs> so to flip that on its head then, how do you see me then as your sort of... So I would say um, my earliest memory of you uh, involves an age gap. Growing up, I always wanted to hang around with you because you're, you're my sibling, right? I want someone to play with and you're the youngest person. So naturally, I cling on to you. But I felt like there was this, this, this age gap that played out where you wanted to do your own thing and you didn't want to you know, have your little kid, uh, your little brother following you around all day. So I was really disheartened sometimes because I know you, I understand now you wanted your space. But as a kid, you know, I don't, I don't see that. I just, I'm just like, why does she, why does she want to hang around with me? Why does she want to hang around with older people and... So I, I just ended up doing my own thing, like playing with Lego on my own, or I don't know, mechanics set, which Aww. obviously set me up for the future, but <laughs> that wasn't the plan back then. As I grew older, um, I was able to rely on you a lot more. Um, you were the first person in our family that, was, that, that went to university. You were the first one to get, a, a, let's say, a, a job in the professional field. And therefore, I always had someone now to look up to, Reflecting back a little bit more, I think what's left lasting impressions is some of the holidays that we've been on. So the first one we went on was Marrakesh, mm -hmm. which was quite the uh, quite intense, yeah, quite the intense. adventure. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys haven't, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a self plug here. Go check out one of my earlier podcasts where I talk about my trips. I go into detail about my trip to Marrakesh. Um, but yeah, that was quite intense, and I think that was the first time me and you experience something together where we're in like uh, some level of danger oh yes <laughs> and we had to try and like resolve this uh, scenario in order to live <laughs> pretty much yeah that was that was quite the experience and I don't think I've ever been so freaked out in a foreign country before where you know we, we were I don't know was it a, it was a potential kidnapping it could have been experience it could have it could have ended really badly but yeah. um touch wood it didn't, and, we and in broad daylight as well. Yeah, man. That was a bit nuts. Not doing that again. No. <laughs> and if I were to reflect back even earlier to this, I think it's just the, the tough love that you've shown me. Um, tough love in the sense that you were never someone that cradled me. <laughs> you, you, uh, if, if I fail something, the response was, why are you such a doofus? <laughs> right? It was, it was never like, oh, no, it's going to be okay. And, you know, like, you never sugarcoated anything. But in a weird way, in a, in a positive way, that's kind of helped me grow in life. Um, I always wanted to try and impress you now. So I knew, like, in order to impress you, in order to get you to say good things, I have to really smash the ball out of the park. And I realized, like, through your tough love, that I needed that validation. That it just made me work a lot harder, especially when it came to, like, GCSEs. I knew this is what you achieved, and I was like, no, I need to do better than this. And when it came to A-levels, and when it comes to going to university, and, you know, all the way through to life, I've always wanted to kind of get you to kind of big me up, like, <laughs> like, this you've done well. So that validation I needed came from the tough love. So in a weird way, it's, it's done me pretty good. Wow, I didn't know that. That's, that is... Deep. <laughs> the big elephant in the room, um, I think now in your life, is you having a child, you having C. And I think that from the outside, I can clearly see that's changed your life pretty much 360 degrees in, in some shape or form. So as a new mother, 
um, I wanted to, I want you to talk a little bit about your new life, um, what, what it's what it's been like, and what what have you learned from this experience? Um, I think it's crazy, isn't it? When it's it's a, such a cliche um, when people say that oh nothing prepares you for it, but it really is so so true, and it doesn't matter how many books you read, how many people you speak to. Um, nothing really actually prepares you for that moment when you are handed this baby and it's like right this is this is your baby now it's down to you you take care of it uh, it or him or her <laughs> and so um, it has changed my life in such a way that it's really really hard to actually explain in that my life is no longer mine it, it belongs to uh, a little child and you know you're at I'm at her beck and call, uh, whatever she wants, um, in, you know, obviously in terms of the necessities, food, um, looking after, all the rest of it, it's, it's all about her now, she is number one. And so that was really hard um, to get my head around, I guess, in the first uh, few weeks. Um, I'm sure a lot of uh, new mums will attest that the first few weeks are very dark they are really hard in that not only do you have to look after yourself um you know you there's that saying isn't it that a nature plays a cruel joke on young mums where not only are you trying to heal and you know look after yourself but you've got a little young and to look after as well and so I found that once I got through that time where i did come to the realisation that my life isn't over, it's just changed, it's different. And my baby isn't an obligation, it's it's a, a joy, a gift. And once that mindset, once you you know, once I came through the other end, it's just been a roller coaster really. And I'm just I just feel so blessed and so lucky to have had this experience of being a mum. And there's just no feeling that quite describes it, really. So if there are some uh, new would-be parents, what sort of tips would you provide them? My first and greatest tip would be that just listen to your instinct. And, you know, you'll have so many people in your lives, be it your own parents, aunties, uncles, you know, um, your you know in-laws they'll all want to give you what I class as unsolicited advice unless you actually ask for it and so my biggest advice to new parents is you do you if for instance you know you feel that this is something you're you feel quite strongly about that you want to do for your child or you know you feel that this is what your child needs then you go for it and you do you. Don't don't listen to what other people have to say, their advice, their opinions, because at the end of the day, it's your baby. And, you know, as a mum, you have grown this being inside of you. And as a dad, you know, you've accompanied uh, your partner to those appointments where you've you know felt your child you've heard their heartbeat you know them from day one you've seen them on the screen even when they weren't actually a physical outside being and so you know as parents you know what's best for your child so my biggest and greatest advice would be you do you So 
So moving a little bit away from the baby life now mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. having a child, let's talk a little bit more about careers and stuff. So you, you would be considered quite a successful person in your career because you're a chartered accountant, you've got a good education, you've worked for big firms. Um, so what, what has your experience been like in, in, that, in the whole world of accountancy? Um, it's been a roller coaster, I guess, because um, I started out, um, I guess the whole accountancy thing was something that was a potential interest. And then, you know, having grown up knowing that that's what, you know, our dad was interested in. Um, and so I, I sort of thought, oh, maybe this might be something I'd want to do. Um, and whilst at university, I explored it further and I did, you know, work experience and uh, internship um, at a uh, big four firm. For those that know, um, you know what a big four firm is. Uh, for those that don't, you probably don't even care. And um, yeah, I did an internship and was successful in securing a job um, before I graduated. Uh, and then I uh, went to work in this big, bad world of accountancy. And it... It was very uh, challenging at times, I guess, because, um, again, for those that know, um, when you're training to be a chartered accountant, you have to take uh, these exams and you think once you finish university, that's it. Uh, No more exams, but you have to qualify and be part of an institute. And these exams, they are... They are not easy. They are very, very difficult to do. Um, and then once I qualified, um, you, you do think like, yes, I've made it. I've made it in the world. I've made something of myself. And I remember mum and dad being so proud and my certificate was in the uh, front room, um, hung up on the wall as such. Um, you know, when you're a graduate fresh out of university, you don't even have that experience on how do I talk to I don't know a finance director or you know someone uh, a purchase ledger clerk and and you just you just learn and it that to me was the most exciting part of the job was you know talking to people and and finding out about them and what they did and what their job was and yeah that's so I guess I trained at, at a big company and then my career has sort of taken me down lots of different avenues Fast forwarding to, I guess, where I am now, I decided that uh, I really, really enjoyed um, coaching people. I really enjoyed, um, you know, seeing people learn how how they um, you know, developed. And so I've gone into like a, a train technical training type of route now. So I'm going to ask you quite a deep question now, seeing that this is called Dive Deep with this, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think you found your purpose in your life with your career? Oh, wow. (laughs) I was not expecting that one. Purpose in life with my career. So Um, does does your career align with your purpose? I think, oh, I guess it does in a way. It aligns with my interest. And I'm not sure if interest and purpose are the same thing. Um, With my interest as such, I really enjoy... um, talking to people interacting with different people at different levels and so when I said that I um, you know uh, write technical training material and I help people develop and learn about all the complexities of what's happening in the world of auditing um, that is something of an interest to me I love seeing the light bulb moment happen um, you know when you see that 
sort of look on someone's face where I get it I get it I understand what it is that you're trying to convey and I really really enjoy that and I've sort of realized that I I didn't know that I would be good at it but I knew that this is what I wanted to do when I jumped ship into helping students pass their exams so I wouldn't say it's my purpose because you know, I don't. I don't work in the accident and emergency department of a of a hospital. You know, it's. I'm not saving lives mm. as such, but it is something that I enjoy doing. And I guess not many people could potentially say that. I don't. I don't know if if they can, but I can, and I'm lucky to, you know, say that. And I realise that. Um, I guess our parents weren't lucky as mm. such. When I look back what they had to do to earn a living we are in a much better position than they ever yeah. were that's super deep where you mentioned that i didn't even know this that dad had an interest in being a chartered accountant or being an accountant uh, in his youth and i guess i guess his purpose was to ensure that he gave us the best life so we can go pursue these ambitions and things that he never had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. and fulfill our ambitions but at the same time i think we're fulfilling their ambitions as well they're kind of living their life through us now and making sure that we are going down the right path so it's quite mm-hmm. quite deep in, in that sense when you mentioned um purpose and and the parents there yeah some of the jobs and things that they had to do you know we have they haven't actually ever had a you know let's sit down and talk about what it is that i had to do and you know how did i get to where i am now but we've heard through tidbits of conversation here and there and you know dad made himself physically ill um, from the job that he did and you know the night shifts and everything but it was all so that he could put food on the table for us Mm. and so I guess that was his purpose but I don't know if we are living our purpose at the moment Mm. Um, that's something that only time will tell I guess yeah I can can only imagine how scary it was for our parents to arrive now because I'm kind of living that life but on a much smaller margin. So I'm working in France right now and that shift from England to France is is quite a straight transition but at the same time it's a different culture, different language, different way of living. You don't quite understand what people are saying unless you're quite fluent in French. Whereas our parents chose to literally shift across the world from India to to the UK where it is a completely different, Mm. completely different, it's like a whole new planet that you're on with how you're living your life and how you communicate and the way in which you have to speak and present yourself and everything and they chose to do this purely to have a better life so I can only imagine the challenges that they went through um, grazing us and at the same time trying to survive uh, in the UK but it's crazy they didn't even know each other (laughs) I mean I asked my mum well our mum it's weird when I'm with you and I say my mum and I asked mum and you know I'm like how did you decide to marry dad you didn't even know him and she said oh well in our time we just took the leap of faith and not only that you decided to marry him and move to a foreign country that you had no idea about Mm. and she's like yeah but you know this is what we had to do and we just got on with that. You know, it's unheard of in this day and age. I think that in itself is going to open up a whole new topic. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. I think we should save for another podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I, I am looking at the time and it's getting quite late and I do have to get home via the train. So um, to wrap up the podcast, I usually ask my guests 
two very simple uh, things to add at the end. This is one piece of advice they would wish to share with my audience. It could be anything under the sun and also to plug or share something you want the audience to learn about. Uh, I guess the piece of advice would be, it's something that I'm hoping that I will instill in um, my little girl is uh, be kind. And the reason why I say this is, um, you know, having gone through my own, own trials and tribulations as such, you, you never know what the other person that's on the other side is going through. You never know, you know, what their day has started out as or, you know, always give people benefit of doubt and, you know, be kind. It doesn't take much to do that. It reminds me of that saying, people people will eventually forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Oh, exactly. I love so, that saying, yeah. yeah. To end with, uh, something you want to share with the, with the audience, something you want to plug. Okay, so I didn't really want to talk about it in a lot of detail as such here, because this is, after all, my little brother's platform. Um, but I have started um, writing a blog of my experience of... Um, motherhood and um to cut a very 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 long story short um not only was motherhood something uh, totally different um you know in terms of my uh, in terms of an experience um i also had uh, a massive challenge in that i became very ill uh, after i had um my little girl and so um to help me cope i guess or to help me reflect i have been writing um, a blog and um, I am setting up um, a website that you can access it from but it's all work in progress at the moment um, but I have named it um, bubsleandus.com so watch this space <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing awesome sadly that is the end of my podcast today I want to thank my sister Nikki thank you so much for coming on the show I hope everyone at home enjoyed listening into the conversation if you have any comments, any queries, anything you want to get in touch with, feel free to do so at Dushvice on Instagram and stay tuned for more episodes of Dive Deep with Dush. Mm-hmm.